You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. 9.33 p.m. South African time on this beautiful evening, my beloved, wonderful listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International, our beloved, wonderful listeners of Surrey uh, SFM, and our wonderful listeners of Marcus Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah, well, Jamaa, I've got Sister Melinda. She says, hi, guys. I'm on a holiday listening to Radio Ansar. Why do religions divide humanity? Melinda, Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Thank you very much, my sister Melinda, for giving us your precious ears and listening to us in your leisure time. My sister Melinda, I pose to you two, three questions, right? You went from Johannesburg, you went from yeah, Pretoria, wherever, to the coast. For example, Durban, right? So because you say you're on a holiday, example, now you went by vehicle. You went with your Mercedes, BMW, Toyota, and it is a petrol vehicle. And now you go and put in a diesel there. So what will happen? So you know you have to use a certain oil or put so much pressure, but you go do wrong things. So what will happen? Now you say the car is to blame, the vehicle is to blame, the manufacturer is to blame. All my Allah created this entire universe, my sister Melinda, in six days. But for who? For the human being. This human being is the masterpiece of all my Allah's creation. So our loyalty must be for him, for the creator. So the almighty Allah He's only one. He's the only one God, capital G, one only divine being. And he does not have sons, he doesn't have daughters, he doesn't have parents, siblings, nothing. You should be reading the noble Quran, Quran made easy, chapter 112, and then you will see it's very short, just four verses, and there you will get your answer. Who is Almighty Allah? But what human being decided? They say no. We do. You see, I gave you the example of the car. So the manufacturer told you, you have to service it. You have to put petrol, not diesel, or put diesel, not petrol. You have to put this A and so forth. But human beings say what they know, I know better. So this is what happened to human being, my sister Melinda. Chapter 95 of the Noble Quran. لَقَدَ خَلَقَنَا insan fi ahsani taqweem. Indeed, definitely surely we created this human being as the masterpiece of Allah's creation the most noble and the best of Allah's creation and you know then when he or she that human being became the slave of their woman's fancies and desires then we return them to the lowest of the lowest so chapter number 95 verses 4, 5 and 6 so now my sister I want to pose a question to you. You are Steve, and now you become Eve. You become Eve, and now you become Steve. So who's to blame for that? So people go to the same gender, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve, lesbian, gay business. Who you blame? So that is the problem. Religion is not a problem. The problem comes about when this human being detaches themselves from the correct religion, the true religion. Today you have celebrated Christmas, and don't don't you see that they're making you fools that 25th December no Pope no pastor no priest can 
prove to you that on the 25th December Jesus was born. So we believe in Jesus, Nabi Isa salam. We believe in Mary and the honor, respect and love we show for them is much more than what the Bible does. So the whole chapter, chapter 19 dedicated to Mary, the Virgin Mary Al-Batul. She moved away from a toxic society to a pure and chaste society. So remember that there are 98 verses in chapter 19, the only lady female whose name is mentioned explicitly in the Noble Quran. But what has happened? That people just follow the popular narrative. And that's what happened to you Christians. That's what happened to you Jews and so forth. So Islam is the only religion whose constitution is still in its pristine purity. No addition, no omission, no interpolation. We have millions of people who have memorized the Noble Quran in its pristine purity and majority of them are non-Arabs. It's an Arabic language but majority memorized it are non-Arabs. Children, men, women, old people, you don't have one single person, nor the Pope, nor one priest who can tell me or anybody else that they have memorized and by hearted the gospel, the Bible in the original language from cover to cover. We challenge the chief rabbi of Israel or chief rabbi of any country. You show us, do you know the Torah and have you memorized the Torah, the original Torah and you the original script that was revealed to Moses, peace be upon him. No, not one person. So therefore don't blame religion. Blame the charlatans and blame the politicians and blame the people who have duped you and deceived you. Even with Christmas they are deceiving you. Even with New Year they are deceiving you. Let me give you a lesson on New Year my sister Melinda. So what you say? Next week Monday is New Year. What is the date today? You say 25th December. Do you know what's the meaning of December? Des, D-E-C means 10. Nov, Nov means 9. Oct, Oct means 8. So your new year, my sister, is 1st of March, not 1st of January. So the Pope, Pope Gregory came, he cooked it up and he invented all this. He's running around with the idol, one good face, one bad face, and the idol's name is Janus, J-A-N-U-S. He says, change the calendar and we must have 12 months. That also they stole from Islam. Islamic calendar is 12 lunar months from the day Almighty Allah created the universe, chapter 9 verse 36. So who's to blame my sister? You are to blame. Almighty Allah made you the best, but you decided we don't want to become the slaves of Allah. We want to become the slaves and servants of our fashion, of our politicians, of our whims and fancies and desires. So don't blame religion. Blame ourselves for all the mess we have found ourselves. Wherever there's oil, there's turmoil. And wherever there's gas, then things end up in a big mess, my sister Melinda. Let's go to Toronto. In Canada, uh, Mufti Saab, there is a, a rare Muqallid scholar who has studied mainly the Shafi Fiqh, but has knowledge of the other schools of Fiqh as well. He, when issuing fatwas, does not follow any particular madhab. Rather, he chooses any ruling from any madhab. He's causing friction and fitna will start. So why you want to go by him? There are hundreds of scholars there. I went thrice to Canada and thrice I was in Toronto and so forth. There are so many senior ulama there. So why go to him? So you must remember, I just told you just now, 
What happens is when they know there is a person like this, then somebody will give three talak to his wife and then they go to him. He'll say, hey, leave all this is one talak. So that person now who knows what he did, he's guilty, he will go to such a character. So now you know that Tarawi Salat is 20 rakats. So now he will say, no, 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 you can just read eight rakats also. So the people are to blame who look for loopholes and shortcuts and they go to such people they themselves are astray and they lead others astray go open Musnad Ahmad authentic Sahih Hadith Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said inna akhwa fama akhafu ala ummati ala immatul mudillun the people I fear the most even more than Dajjal are those Imams those Maulanas those Muftis who themselves are corrupted and they lead others also astray Somebody says, can women go mastura jamaat even though the place is in the house? Anonymous will start. So I am asking you, you, the brother who asked this question, that you go with your wife for umrah now. Is permissible or not? So you will say it's permissible also. So if you ask me, so I'll tell you, yes, it's permissible. So if they can go for something which is not compulsory, they can go for umrah. So why you don't say they know her place is at home? So similarly, if she goes in jamaat and so forth, that they going from South Africa, from Johannesburg to Cape Town or Durban or wherever, for example, and they're going with their husband, they're going with their brothers and so forth. So it's totally permissible. Yes, you ask what is taqwa, what is precaution. So we all will agree that it's best they stay at home. But then that will apply for your umrah as well. That will apply for your jamaat as well. So my brother, you need to understand tafakkufi deen. What is the true understanding of deen and not what you want to do selectively practice on deed. Somebody says is it permissible to send seasonal greeting cards to non-Muslim at the time of Christmas so long as there are no religious symbols on them and without the intention of celebrating or supporting Christmas? I don't see anything wrong in this. Allah knows my intention. Start. So remember, good intentions do not justify haram actions. Who wrote that? Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi. I told you this hundred times. He wrote a book in Arabic, Al-Halal wal-Haram fil-Islam. The lawful and the unlawful full in Islam, I have the Arabic English all, so you must remember, we don't agree with all these fatwas, for example, on music and that we reject that totally but his muqaddamah starting, he wrote some basic rules that are very interesting, one rule he wrote there, that today the common mistake, the people, I'm just paraphrasing him, that the common mistake the Muslim makes nowadays is what that they say, no, my intention is good, so therefore the action is permissible, no so take this, I start from the bottom. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala who said, Ijtanibu a'ada Allahi fi idim. Stay far, far away from the enemies of Allah during their festivals and celebrations, their Christmas, their New Year. It's haram to send all those cards and whatever and wishing them and so forth. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man tashabbaha biqawmin fawa minhum. Whosoever imitates a people is part 
and parcel of them, authentic hadith in Abu Dawood, Mustafa Ahmad. Almighty Allah is telling you, Surah 5, verse 51. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, la tattakhidhu al-yahuda wa nasara awliya. Do not take you Muslims who got through Iman, the Jews or the Christians to be your friends, nor your protectors. Ba'aduhum awliya ubad. They are friends and protectors of one another. See what they slaughtering and massacring our children and the men and women in Gaza. So remember who's doing it. The Jutlas, the Jews, the Zionists and the Christians. He, your Biden, Joe Biden, genocide Biden, what he said. I'm a Zionist, although I'm not a Jew. So he's a Christian. So you see what they are doing. They are hatred for Islam and Muslims. And But the Muslims are giving them a good threshing, alhamdulillah, in Gaza. So anyway, so for we must know the warning Quran is giving us. Chapter 5, verse 51. And who befriends them like you? You like their custom, their tradition, all that. You become part and parcel of them. Maybe tomorrow you wake up with Tom, Dick and Harry or Tom, Dick and Mary and so forth. So you don't blame anybody but yourself. Just go read the Shukol Rabtul Ayat, the connection, the link between the verses. Just go read the verse before that. And what will you find? Surah 5, verse 50. Five zero. What are they looking and searching for the laws of jahiliya, the laws of ignorance? So remember, in Islam came to eliminate and eradicate all this totally haram it is. Somebody says, my mom will soon be getting a lot of money from inheritance, but she's a non-Muslim. I'm afraid of getting caught up in dunya fences. What is Mufti's advice? How should I spend my share? I would like to start my own business. Is this a good idea, Ustad? First of all, if your mother is a non-Muslim and you are a Muslim, so you must remember for you to inherit from your mother is haram, it's not permissible. On that there's ijma consensus among the scholars of Islam. The hadith is in Tirmidhi, the hadith in Mishkat, Muslim Ahmad. La yarithul muslimul kafir wal kafirul muslim. A Muslim cannot inherit from a non-Muslim and a non-Muslim cannot inherit from a Muslim. So if you are a Muslim and your mother is a non-Muslim and you say you're going to inherit from her, from your mother or from your deceased father, remember that is he was a non-Muslim. There's no inheritance for you. You're a Muslim, my brother. So it's absolutely haram for you to take one cent from that. You should be very clear on that issue. Somebody says uh, boycott Piers Morgan. He is an Islamophobia and a Jutla slave. And Mufti Sarab, is it true that the Israeli forces sent a rocket into Syria and killed a top Iranian leader? How does this change the, the face of the things you start? So you must remember, I already mentioned that in the first four or five questions that came about Israel feels they can attack anybody. And it's true that they killed somebody. So this will continue. So Iran will tell the, them, the Houthis, they must intercept more boats and more ships. They will tell Lebanon, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, Shaitan to attack them more and more from that side there. So Iran knows what she's doing. But at the end of the day, they all are kuffar. You must remember Shias are kuffar, Jews are kuffar, and so forth. These people who you took names and so forth, you all know them better than me. So they are paid to do that. That is their job. 
When a lady sells her body, she is a prostitute, right? So these people are prostitutes. You must remember that. They are only interested in the wages. They get the perks they get and so forth. So your job is you must demonize Islam. You must demonize Muslims. When they start the interview, will you condemn Hamas? What do you say of 7th October? So if I am there, I'll ask him, you idiot, you donkey, why are you speaking of 7th October? Why you don't speak of 75 years occupation? Why you don't speak about the 16, 17 years? You put the Palestinians in Gaza in an occupa- in open prison and you put them under all surveillance and so forth. So the main thing you don't ask, you just harp on the one thing and so forth. But they will never take us on because we'll tear them to pieces, you must remember. For the past 20 years, the Jutlas are recording every program of mine. As I speak to you now, they are recording me. We don't bother of anybody. Whatever is the truth must be spoken because, alhamdulillah, we don't carry favor with any person, any organization, any politician, or any government. So whatever is the truth must be spoken. Our aim and function is to teach pure Islam, not to defend Muslims, and remember that to propagate the truth to one and all and inshallah then that way more and more people come to know what the true Islam is and not the so-called Islam they see on their TV screens or read in their newspapers somebody says can Mufti Sahab uh, I'm a Hanafi I read my Jumma Salah behind an Imam who read the two khutbas in English. Is my Salah valid to start? So the Imam who does that, remember, is guilty of a major sin. Remember, your Salat is valid, but the Imam and the trustees who are allowing this, they are guilty of a major sin. So today you allow the khutbah in the English or Afrikaans or Zulu or whatever. So tomorrow what prevents you? That you change the Adhan also or you change the Salat. That's exactly what happened. Kamal Mustafa Ataturk we can't call him Mustafa just call him Kamal Ataturk Pakka Murtad Shaitan so remember he changed everything in Turkey so he changed the Adhan to the Turkish language he turned and changed the Khutbah to the Turkish language he changed the prayer everything so when the time came he told the women you don't wear parda and hijab and modest clothes you must run around with a bikini or mini and bikini so all that he did when the time came for death his last year, his last two years, the worms and insects were coming out. Then he frecked and died like a donkey, like an animal, you must remember, like a dog. So that's the meaning of freck in Afrikaans. So the land and sand would not accept him. Those of you go to Turkey, go to Istanbul and see. They just put him in some marble box and left him there, the special Jahannam. So that is when you start fiddling with Islam. On the first of Ramadan, the 20th year after the Hijrah, Egypt was conquered by Amr bin As radiallahu and Fatih and Misr. They were not Arabs. They were not Muslims. You must remember that the people who spoke the Arabic language or so. But when you conquer the area, you conquer the hearts and the mind of people. So 20th year Hijrah, we are in 1445. So you work out the match, 1425 years. Egypt till today is a Muslim country. We're not involved in the politics now. We're just saying about this. And till today, the first language is Arabic and so forth. So we must learn Arabic, not come and change the language of the Quran or change the language you must remember to 
suit our desires. So that is our problem. It's not permissible that. The all four schools say the khutbah, Jumma time, Friday must be in Arabic. Before that, after that, you want to give lecture in your language, that's your business. But the khutbah, the sermon, must be in the Arabic language. Somebody says, under a short Pakistani kurta, is it necessary to wear a vest or the kurta and pants? is sufficient in covering the aura or not. So if you're wearing that, what you see through and so forth, then obviously it's not right. You must have that, you understand, underwear and so forth and so on. Otherwise, if you see through, you go into ruku sasda, you will show everything you must remember. Then your salat itself is not valid. Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, teaches us in the Noble Quran, everything you want, you will find in the Noble Quran or in the Sunnah Mubarakah or in the fatawa verdict of Sahaba and the elaboration explanation by the great great scholars and fuqaha and jurors of Islam therefore in Tirmidhi Sharif in the chapter of Janais of Shundals you will find Qawal al-Imam Shafi'i Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah said al-fuqaha wu a'alamu bima'ani al-hadith that the jurors and the scholars they know the true meaning of the hadith and so forth so now you come with all funny funny clothes like the women they wear see-through transparent clothes see what quran says surah 7 surah araf ya bani adama khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid oh children progeny of adam that when you go for salat then take your clothes your garments of beauty and what is the garments of beauty? So this year is in chapter 7 and verse number 31. And just before that, all Allah states, وَلِبَاسُ taqwa ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ Wear the clothing of piety, and that is the best. Surah 7 and verse 26. So everything you will find. So that, if you see through transparent, your salat itself is not valid, and it's haram to wear such clothing. I've got a revered brother. He says that if after making ghusl, a small strand of peaches comes out between teeth. Is ghusl valid to start? Yes, yes, your ghusl is valid. You were enjoying the peaches. Or rather now you should say the mangoes. You know how you enjoy the Durban mango. So that's why now it's good to go to Durban. You get the nice, nice lychee with the branches and so forth. And you get the nice, nice Durban mangoes and you eat it. Guys like us who got big, big beards, you will find some of the mango is mixed with your beard and everything else. So now you went, had a nice peachy, had a nice plum, had a nice mango, you took a bath and after the bath, the peachy came out or the plum came out or the mango came out. Your gusel is valid, brother. No problem with that. Mm. I've got a brother Nadim from Chatsworth. He wants to know, are there any a hadith on music in Islam, Ustad? I just did the verse the other day, my brother. Quran Sharif, Surah 31, Surah Luqman. And go and read the starting of it, you will find. And go read the book. I give you three books, not one. Taharimu alati turb. That's in Arabic by Sheikh Nasruddin Albani, rahimahullah. So he wrote this book and mentioned six authentic hadiths. He gave it to me personally. I wonder if there's any other South African who met Sheikh Albani. If there's anybody else you know of, I would like to meet him when he met Sheikh Albani and so forth. So I asked this question once before, but I never got anybody replying. So I went special there in Amman to go meet him. You must remember that. So I told him, Sheikh 
Sheikh, me, I'm not leaving. You must give me books. He was very ill, but he started laughing, smiling, and so. Then he gave me this book, that musical instruments are haram. And he gave me Al-Adabul Mufrad, a Sahih and Da'if in two volumes. So that's one in Arabic, the best book. And in Urdu, right, Islam or Musiki, Islam and music, Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi, we met him several times. Hazrat passed away on the 10th of Shawwal, the year 1976. And then in English, my brother, you Nadim. So Nadim means companion. So you must read this book. I don't think you know Urdu, Arabic, so you must read this book, Slippery Stone. Slippery Stone. The author, Khalid Beg. Beg, you spell B-A-I-G. You can Google it also, you will find it there. Khalid Beg, B-A-I-G, and the title, Slippery Stone, and they are authentic ahadis, and they are Quranic verses first, and then ahadis, to tell you musical instrument, your Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood, all the shaitanhood, all haram, and not permissible. Somebody says, is it permitted for us to vote in South Africa, and which party you start? So there's difference of opinion, some ulama say it's permissible, some say it's not permissible. So if you look at the ulama, that uh, very similar situation is what you saw in India and Pakistan and so forth. So we know in India when these ulama passed these verdicts and so forth, the, the, India, the Hindus were much more, they were in the majority. So Hazrat Mufti Kifayatullah in Kifayatul Mufti has discussed this. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Saab has discussed this in his tafsir and his fatawa. Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Gangohi, Rahimamullah and them. So these are all people Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Gangohi, Rahimamullah we met them and we know about their kitabs we have their fatwa kitabs so remember that so in a case like that they say permissible with certain conditions and so forth some ulama say no totally not permissible our advice if you want to vote then make istikhara just read Allahumma khirli wakhtarli Ya Allah you select the best for me and you choose for me the hadith in Trimidhi if you're asking me I never ever voted for A and C and will never vote for them. I never ever voted for D, A or E, F, F and will never vote for them. So if you want to vote my advice, my two cents worth whatever is worth, so you must remember, go vote for opposition smaller parties. What South Africa needs for 2024? I said this in 94 also but who will listen to us? So you must remember this, you need a strong opposition. The A and C must lose and come below 50% and they must lose minimum one or two provinces. So we know that Western Cape is DA. So the other eight provinces is A and C. From that eight, they must lose one or two. Dance Ali Papa dance, then you see how things will look. Today I laugh myself sick, you know, that somebody sent me a news report and they said that Shmashatile, he is, you must remember, the, the deputy president of the A and C and what have you. So you must remember that I think even the vice president of the country. So anyway, whatever he is, you understand, it doesn't interest me at all. He says, we congratulate the ANC for service delivery. Hey, which country are you living in, Papa? The people are screaming that they don't have water, they don't have lights, they don't have power, they don't have 101 basic amenities and utilities, and you're saying that they're giving service delivery? I mean, come off it now. So we expected more from you guys, you know. So anyway, I think one more question and then our time will be exhausted. So, one more question, Mona. Uh, let's make it too quickly. We'll start. One is uh, from Dubai. It says, I'm living in Dubai, but of course, born in South Africa. Whose advice do we follow 
on the Islamic radio stations. That's one. And the other one is Lady Diana. She says, how old is your Bible, the Quran, A.K. Ustad? So very good. So, brother, you must follow that alim, that mufti, that scholar who gives you dalail and proof from Quran Sharif and Sunnah and so forth. You must not follow those that themselves are corrupted. They close the mosque. They come on TV. They can't even say that the Shias are kuffar. Mm. So such scholars, we consider them scholars for dollars. And they dwellu wa'adwellu, they themselves are astray, and we have no time for them. Therefore, when we write, we don't even put Maulana or whatever before their names. You, my sister, Lady Diana, Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala was, He is, He always will be. So the Quran Sharif is the direct speech of Almighty Allah. It was, it is, it will always be. And read chapter 15, verse number 9, and remember. Remember, then you will see what the Quran says. Inna nahnu nazzalna zikra. I'm reading the Arabic text for you. So verily, definitely, surely, we have revealed piecemeal gradually the reminder, the noble Quran. Wa inna lahu lahafizun. And definitely, surely, we will preserve it, protect it. No addition, no omission, nothing of that sort there. So therefore, my sister, in fact, for you, Lady Diana, that somebody sent me today is Monday right Saturday or Sunday they told me with the sending me this Quran made easy in PDF form and they said the next time Lady Diana asks a question you must send it to her so I sent it out to thousands of people today on the groups and on telegram and so forth and so on so you my sister lady we're just calling you Lady Diana so you feel happy right so sister Diana Lady Diana this is my number right Write it down and just put Quran that and then we'll send it to you. Free of charge, don't worry, we won't charge you. Zero seven one triple eight one one eight four. Zero seven one triple eight one one eight four. It's simple English and you read it without a jaundice eye. You must read it that you want guidance. I give you a quick story. There was a lady, Yvonne Ridley. She was captured by the Taliban in Afghanistan. She told me this personally. And then the Taliban told her, okay, we interrogated you, that you got no problem, we can leave. But before you leave, we want to present a gift to you that take this Quran in English, but read it with an open mind. She said, very good. She says, when I just came out, the world's media were there, and they all were waiting for me to say, the Taliban, they tortured me, they pulled out my nails, they treated me. I said, these people never even looked in my face. They treated me as a guest and so forth. Not one day did they harm me. They told her, you're suffering from the Stockholm Syndrome, where you fall in love with your kidnappers and so forth. After reading the Quran, what an open mind, then she embraced Islam. Go read the story, Yvonne Ridley in the hands of the Taliban. So that is my message to you, Lady Diana and all of you, that read and we will, we are sending to you free of charge. That is our aim. We have the best, we want to share it with the rest. So remember this, so we come to the ending of the program. So we thank all the listeners, Jazakallah khairan and thank you very much. So next up we will have Hafiz Yusuf Kala, 
Allah and thereafter inshallah Mufti Zarwali he passed away many years ago there in Pakistan in Karachi and his topic is very apt for this last question also which is the best knowledge you understand so the best knowledge is you must remember the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah Mubarakah all Wahi and Revelation so Barakallah Fik inshallah my brother Lukolo will say, prepare four parts you understand the podcast so inshallah I'll send it to me I'll send it to Mona Arafat and then we will send it out to you Jazakallah khairan Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته فضيلة الأستاذ حضرة مولانا مفتي عبد القادر حسين حفظه الله. Up next is Hafiz Kala Sahib. Thereafter the Urdu lecture. We will be seeing you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program. السفينة إلى الجنة with myself فضيلة الأستاذ حضرة مولانا سليم كريم. تعمد بركاتهم. From the team, اللهم اهدنا واهدبنا واهدنا سجميعا. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته.